any money, money, mo. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the uh, Snapchat dog filter. Little fil- no, with a little tongue. All right, that's a <laughs> that's rough start already. Uh, my name again. is Christian Brito. Also joining me tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yes, we are the dog face Snapchat filter of fantasy football. Is that oh, what you're trying to say? What to call it. Yeah, that. <laughs> we are that because uh, it was really cool. It makes you look never cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I think it was cool. Anyways, uh, joining us today as well is Mike Hoff, our writer. Mike, thanks for joining us. No problem. Uh, today, for all you beer drinkers out there, I have a uh, Castaway IPA from the Kona Brewing Company. So, pretty good. Very nice. Very nice. I've got a, a bottle of the finest Zephyr Hills hey. since 1964, 100% natural Florida spring water. You know what's yeah. fucked up? I moved to Wilmington from Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we moved, we found out. I don't know if you guys have seen in the news. I think this is national. But uh, apparently some big chemical company is dumping chemicals in the Cape Fear River. And it's, it fucked up all of Wilmington's water. And now we have to drink like purified water and bottled water. We nice. can't drink from the tap. Yeah. And you can because people have been doing it for like 20 or 30 years. But apparently there's cancer-causing uh, material in the water source. As long as it's not lead. <laughs> That's right. It's it's apparently it's pretty bad, but anyway, so that kind of sucks. It's always good to avoid lead. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. if you're a child. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to do a mock draft because it's mock draft Monday. Mock draft Monday. And uh, we are going to do a full PPR draft today with nope. six bench. Nope. Incorrect. Standard. Okay. Standard. Standard. That's right. Okay. Read and this, uh, read the screen. <laughs> for all those that are listening, we by the end of the episode, we are going to tell you who won the Jeremy Hill autograph football. So stay tuned mm, for that. That's a little tease. Tuned. You're going to have to hear yeah. all the bullshit. That's right. We call that a dick tease. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, if you guys are listening for the first time, just letting you know, it's going to be about to the eight minute mark until you start listening until you until you start hearing fantasy football stuff oh, but this and is by the, then this is the good we will stuff, have though. said yeah, 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 yeah the good stuff we will have referenced some sort of genitalia four or five times by the time we get to that mark yeah yeah so because we're just dickheads. just warning you and uh anything else brito before we get going uh yeah i got a couple things i would like to say here uh, we already spoke about the football, but if you're interested in being part of our listener league, right, we've got a very simple way you can enter that contest. All you got to do, head on over to iTunes, drop a review, screenshot that bad boy, and email it to eatsleefantasy at gmail.com. That's easy. Simple That's enough. Easy. You know, it's so easy, but Armando hasn't given us a review yet. Are you serious? Yeah. Well... You shouldn't. I think I did way back when. I should just grab my girlfriend's phone and do it from there, too. You know what? You guys should all do that, too. <laughs> Everybody listening, you should all grab your girlfriend or significant other's phone and just do a review from there, too. Yeah. Yes. Right? If you're listening, grab Dale's wife's phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, if you, enter, if, you, if you grab you know, your whole family's phone and give us a review on each phone, send a screenshot and I'll uh, we'll enter you in as many times as different reviews as you do. How about oh, that? Yeah. Boom. So you get and double I, the chances. You know what? I'll enter stipulation right now. If you enter in five different phones, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race. Okay. Oh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so five. your your girlfriend, your brother, your sister, your mom, and your dad. That's Easy. it. Do it. Yeah, we're going to let someone into the listener that leaves us five different one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be five-star review, by the way, as well. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, five one-star reviews. That's five stars. <laughs> hey, Christian, really quick. Before we get into the mock draft and you know get going, uh, why don't you tell the folks here uh, about Draft Party USA? Draft Party USA 
is basically a way for you to set up your draft party without all the headache of figuring out where you're going to do it, how you're going to get the internet, what food are you going to have, um, you know, vetting a location, if it's going to be suitable for actually having a draft. They do all of that for you, and they do it across many locations across the country. It's an easy, hassle-free way to get an all-inclusive draft package all in one place at Draft Party USA. Where can they find those deals at, Dale? Yeah, you can go to draftpartyusa.com. Uh, you can also give one of the uh, representatives a call. They're always on the phone. I think they have a, uh, you know, they're staying by the phone 24 7, I'm pretty sure, because they are based in Vegas. So you can call them at 702 781 1148. The guys over there, I mean, you, you know, like we talked about, all the different cities from Seattle and Honolulu, all the way to Buffalo and New Orleans, Vegas. Uh, they also do football packages. So if you're going out, you know, to Vegas for a weekend and you don't have to go looking for the best sports book or, you know, you don't have to go looking for the best place to watch football, give them a call. They'll guide you exactly what you need to do, hook you up with, you know, drinks and food and all that stuff like you mentioned. So definitely worth checking them out. Um, you know, tweet at them, give them a call, go to the website. Uh, definitely need to check them out if you're want to do anything related to football or a good time. Yep. Draftpartyusa.com. Dale, I did want to take one step back here and read a review because it is exactly what uh, what Mike just spoke about. So a review from our iTunes here that somebody left. His name is uh, is by Dirty Demo. I don't know who that is, but apparently he's an Australian guy, right? Biggest Aussie fan, favorite podcast going on. And he wrote the word favorite with a U. Nice. So you know he's legit. Yeah. So right there. That's pretty cool. We got somebody listening in Australia. So I'm going to try to read this review uh, in my best Australian accent, if that's possible. Oh, jeez. Okay. Right, Mike. That's going to be bad. Is that, is that like uh, offensive? Uh, probably offensive, probably, but go ahead. Okay. All right. So, uh, cool. <clears throat> Oi, Mike. Love this podcast. Wait, Great okay. host. It, already, wait, stop. Already, <laughs> it's really offensive. You cannot say not. I don't think all of them say I might. <laughs> That's probably why they hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put love this podcast. Okay, hold on, hold on. Whoa. Crikey, this podcast right <laughs> He did once love this podcast. At one time he did. And he this did not say right you right call he has this enough a venom. <laughs> <laughs> you call this a podcast? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll read it normally, okay? Yeah, okay. Love this podcast. Great host. It's just that's not how he would read it. Sure. Okay, love this podcast. Great hosts, changing the way I look at fantasy football. So good, I subscribed on my girlfriend's iTunes account just to write you guys a review because Podcast Addict doesn't have a review system. Five stars, keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much for that review. Now, that's a go-getter right there. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be in the listener league. in America. I I think he has a chance. We will be uh, releasing... uh, some listener league entries. Uh, you want to do one today or wait till later this week? Um, let's do one right now. Okay. Do you want to let that guy in? Yeah. We do need like some, uh, some sure. international I mean, representation. It's not my call. I'm just a writer actually, but yeah. <laughs> I should shut, shut up, up Mike. <laughs> I'm Stay in your lane. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, Dirty Demo, uh, we'll go ahead and respond to your email. But for right now, you are in our listener league for 2017. Woohoo! Nice. That's all right. Cool. Awesome. So we've got listener league going. We got one person in there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. So without any further ado, one of my favorite drops is coming up. Let's go ahead and get into our mock draft. Mock. Yeah, ing, yeah, bird, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, that was probably one of my favorite movies of all time, I think. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. All right, so our draft today is standard, unlike what Dale said, because our first two were PPR and a half PPR. But we're switching it up a little bit. It's one quarterback, two running backs, but we're doing three wide receivers, so we have to keep that in mind while we're drafting, that it's three starting wide receivers. So a little bit of position scarcity added to a very deep position. One tight end, one running back wide receiver flex, and six bench spots to go with our defense and kicker. Nice. Cool. And what position are we picking at? 
We are randomizing this position out of 12 teams. We are picking sixth. So middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. At one goes David Johnson, two, Lev Bell, three, Ezekiel Elliott, four, Antonio Brown, and five, Julio Jones. Absolutely no surprises. That's pretty much one through five in almost every draft, any format. My pick here, I think, is fairly simple for me. It would be OBJ. What you got going on, Dale? I don't really want to think about this too much. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he had 10 touchdowns, over 1,300 yards last year. I think uh, he will be... He will benefit from having another really good wide receiver and Brandon Marshall alongside him. I have no issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you never know what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard. I know originally looked serious, then it didn't look ser- serious. Uh, Sterling Shepard accounted for six touchdowns last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I like Odell Beckham here, so that's two. Uh, I don't. We don't care about uh, what Mike's going to say here, right? Yeah. Right. I mean. Odell Beckham was second in the league in targets with 169. Only Mike Evans had more than him. So I don't really care who's on that team. He's going to get it. I already did it. Uh, Stop discussing it. So after Odell Beckham goes, LaShawn McCoy, Jordy Nelson, Melvin Gordon, A.J. Green, Devonta Freeman, and Mike Evans. And the last pick of the first round, I think that's a good deal right there if you get Mike Evans at the back of the first round. Mike Evans at 112 is awesome. Mm. That's good stuff. Then followed by Des Bryant, Jay Ajayi in the second round. Dropping a little bit there. DeMarco Murray, Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard in the middle of the second round. I love that value. Followed by Leonard Fournette at 2-6. And now we are here at 2-7. Running backs have dried up a little bit because the best available option at running back is either Todd Gurley or Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, looking on the other side, I have one top six potential wide receiver who's fallen a little bit because of his quarterback situation in T.Y. Hilton. What are you looking at here, Dale? Yeah, I mean, I like T.Y. or Amari Cooper here. I think Amari Cooper in the middle of the second is good value as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to be taking a running back here. I know it's dried up quick, but because of the run, I think there's, what, 10 running backs already taken in the first round, round and a half. So I don't think I'm going to reach – I guess it's not really reaching, but I don't think I'm going to go for somebody like Todd Gurley or Lamar Miller. I'd rather have an elite wide receiver in T.Y. Hilton or Amari Cooper. And I do think both are elite. Okay. Yeah. So we've had 10 running backs go off the board. We've had eight wide receivers go off the board. We have two wide receivers that are still in that second tier. Um, In a three wide receiver standard league, though, you want to go either T.Y. Hilton or Amari Cooper here? Because my only other option for me would be Lamar Miller, but he is really on that third tier of running backs for me. So if we're going to go somebody here, it's probably going to be T.Y. for me, and you're saying Amari Cooper for you? Uh, either or. I'm fine with T.Y. Hilton. Let's, let's <sighs> the, roll the dice. The fear here is Andrew Luck, though. Yeah. yeah so what's going to happen with Andrew Luck? Let's assume because Andrew Luck is okay. But he's... I think let's not assume that. Let's not assume that. I I still think you'll get you'll get Ty to pull in some decent stat. I I always have a problem drafting Cooper here because uh, we talked about this the last time we did a mockdale. Is that Cooper is so much like Crabtree, and you can get that value later. So yeah. I always have a hard time drafting him here. So I personally would go Hilton here. Well yeah. done, two to one. Nope. Look, yeah, yeah. Ty yeah. Hilton's fine, but I'm just. I agree with Mike's comment on Cooper and Crabtree. There's going to be a year, either this year or next year, that Cooper's going to take that leap and be a dominant one. It's Are you going to bet on him this year or next year? Is I think it's a question. Uh, next year. Okay. Sure. Is my yeah. answer. Okay. He's still going to be – I think he's going to be the one this year. He's going to separate himself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not – an amazing amount. Yeah, that well, that's that's my point. I just don't think he separates himself enough to warrant that pick there. It's just as right. far as I'm concerned. Wait, wait, Agreed. wait, two or three rounds for Crabtree. Right, agree. All right, so uh, after T.Y. Hilton go Todd Gurley, and that's the only running back to close out the second round mm-hmm. because he's followed by Baldwin Cooper, our first tight end at the back of the second, in Rob Gronkowski at two eleven and Sammy Watkins at two twelve. 
to start the third round, we got Lamar Miller, DeAndre Hopkins, Isaiah Crowell, Allen Robinson, and Marshawn, the overdrafted Lynch. Mm. Yeah. Now's the time when we started wide receiver, wide receiver. Now's the time mm-hmm. we got to go on a little bit of running back run, probably the next round or two, as long as the value is there. So I'm the type of person that I uh, would even if if there was extreme value on the board, I would even go another wide receiver if I had to. Sure. But there is one running back left in that same group of Fournette, Miller, Gurley for me, and that running back is Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Um, there's another guy that I like, but we can get him way later in the you know fifth round probably, and that's Spencer Ware. I know you guys don't like him as much as I do, um, but we could get him way later, and we could have Carlos Hyde and Spencer Ware as our two or even three if if we if if things break correctly. Yeah. Um. So right here for my money, a guy that has a very nice upside, not in a great offense, but the offensive system I believe will be better this year for Carlos Hyde what do you guys think about him yeah I mean I I've spent this I said the last time I was on I spent this spring and summer falling out of love with Carlos Hyde and falling back in so yeah I'm 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 in on that I mean what we have we have Hyde available Mixon Montgomery McCaffrey I would I would go Hyde here yeah I mean Hyde in only 13 games last year had over 200 carries almost a thousand yards and six touchdowns and again in only 13 games now, will he stay healthy? We hope so. If he does, he can break in the top 10. Last year, he was uh, top 14 or number 14 right. running back. So, right. For sure. That's right. Let's go for Hyde. Let's go for Carlos Hyde. I like that construction after three rounds, starting with Odell Beckham, T.Y. Houghton, and Carlos Hyde. Um, and, and by the way, uh, for everybody listening, you can get a recap. Mike will recap the entire draft, give his thoughts without us butting in. And uh, tell tell you guys what he really thinks uh, after right. this is all over. I'm By the time you're listening to this, I'm it'll be talk up on a lot of shit. I'm gonna talk a lot of shit. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'm sorry. No, we messed up. No, that's right. Just about Dale. Not about you. <laughs> of course. Uh, beginning of the fourth round, Spencer Ware was taken oh. at four one, mm. followed by oh. Terrell Pryor, McCaffrey, Mike Gillisley, Go Gators. Uh, another tight end taken off the board, Travis Kelsey, the second tight end taken off the board, and Aaron Rodgers right before us. So we are picking at 4-7 right now. I do want to take one second here, Dale, and talk about this guy. This guy. Why is he? You see what I'm pointing at here? Great radio, <laughs> right? I'm not saying it out loud. This guy <laughs> right here, Joe Mixon, went at 3-7. Why is that happening? Because uh, people like Mike. Mike. Yeah. I know. Okay, so you like Joe Mixon. Do you right. think he's okay there at 3-7? Uh, I if he's back towards the end of the third round or early fourth, yeah, I would jump on it. Okay, but yeah, it's funny because you say three seven, like to me, like three, three ten, three eleven is right around that time. I I would I would I would pull the trigger on Mixon. Okay. I, mean, really, I definitely take. I just think I, he's gonna separate himself once the season starts. You know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I I don't have enough to argue against mix i do have enough to argue against mixing this early but as far as will he succeed in the offense and can he finish as that team's number one running back and i can't argue with that he might but just say so much unknown so there's a guy here that i like but he's extremely risky that is still on the board okay his name rhymes with schmeenen ballen any hints there <laughs> hmm. yeah I, I like i like keenan allen a lot um, Keenan Allen for me is in a group along with guys like Golden Tate and um I I like him. I think I think at four middle of the fourth I mean he should be going somewhere around Sammy Watkins range, to me at least. Correct. And Sammy Watkins and went we a round and a half early. Four seven right now, and we have him on the board and you know, guys like Jeffrey and Devontae Adams are already gone. And I think I'd rather have e- Allen over both of those guys for sure. Um, so I really, uh, Allen's jumping off the board for me here. I know that that would be our third wide receiver um, already, but with guys like CJ Anderson, Mark Ingram, Eddie Lacy, Bilal Powell, Amir Abdullah, there's a lot of whatever running backs on the board. Yeah. And um, this, is, I, this is exactly what you're talking about earlier is, you know, okay, let's try to go for a run on running backs, but if there's value somewhere else, we got to jump on it. I think this is a perfect Absolutely. example. Like we 
at least I thought, okay, we got two early wide receivers. Let's go for a run and get some, you know, mid got you know mid tier running backs. But when a value like this comes up, I I'd say we jump on Keenan Allen. I like him a lot. The only I think it's more than possible. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be overruled here, so whatever. I'm just saying for the sake of saying. The only thing I worry about in picking a roster like this is we pick Ty and we're worried about Andrew Luck. We pick Carlos Hyde and we're hoping he stays healthy. And now we're going to invest another pick in Keenan Allen, who has shown right. us no ability to stay healthy. Granted, unfortunate injuries, but nevertheless. Sure. So we're just kind of putting a lot of question marks in one basket. But I'm going to get overruled. So no, no I think fine, I, man. That, that's a very fair point. Yeah, I mean. If it were me, I still think it's a little too early, but I I would go Crabtree here. But okay, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I like I said, I think he's right in there with Crabtree and Golden Tate. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't have a problem I, with I any three of those guys. I think he's uh, a tier, almost uh, almost a tier and a half above those guys. Who, Keenan Allen? Yes. Okay. I think his upside is tremendous. His upside, yeah. yeah his upside is yeah. And I'm not all like a huge Keenan supporter because. There is a 50-50 chance whether or not he plays 10 games right. to, be, but, to me. But um, the I difference, think he's... The difference between like Keenan Allen and Julio Jones. Julio Jones is hobbled by you know his toe issue and different issues throughout you know the years. Keenan Allen, I mean, he just has just a bad injury and he's out. It's not like you know he suffers all year and makes fantasy owners suffer right. with him. You right. know, it's you know he had an unfortunate injury and out. Unfortunately, it's been two years in a row. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on Keenan Allen here. Okay. Uh, Do it. I have no Just because I think we can get a solid RB2 on the way back, like maybe Abdullah or Lacey or Perkins or somebody like that, which it's not I you know an ideal RB2, but I'd much rather start with Beckham, Hilton, and Keenan Allen as my three wide receivers and just rock that all year. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. Well, after we picked Keenan Allen, uh, Jordan Reed was the third tight end off the board. And uh, C.J. Anderson, Tom Brady was picked at the end of the fourth, as along with Michael Crabtree and Tyreek Hill. Drew Brees was picked, at the be- picked in the beginning of the fifth, uh, followed by Golden Tate, Delvin Cook, and Jarvis Landry right before us. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry... I know this is a standard league, but in the middle of the fifth round, I think uh, it's very nice. But uh, um, but now without Tannehill, possibly, and possibly Jay Cutler, right? We'll see what happens. Okay, we got to so react. We got to react to that as well. Fantasy implications with Jay Cutler. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So Ingram still on the board. Amir Abdullah still on the board, which both of us have him top twenty. Correct. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm at 17, 16 or 17, I think. Yep, and so do I. Um, we both have him as our t- inside our top 20. And he's still on the board for both of us. And so, for me, starting my team with a top 5 wide receiver, a top 10 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver on my rankings in Beckham, Hilton, and Allen, and then a top 15 running back and a top 20 running back, I know that there's risk in almost every player that we've spoken about. <laughs> but but that, I'm going Ricky Bobby strategy here, and I'm going to either be first or last with this team. Look, I mean, yeah, it is risk, but that's why there's so much value in these guys. I mean, there's value in a guy like Amir Abdullah because it's what have you done for me lately. Same thing with Keenan Allen. Um, even Carlos Hyde, you know, with his injuries last year, their value is coming to us because – the other drafters don't see the value that we see. Yeah. And I think at certain point risk becomes mitigated where the re- the potential reward of a guy like Keenan Allen or Carlos Hyde for me outweighs the risk. And let's say Carlos Hyde plays 13 games again, 13 games of Carlos Hyde plus whoever I can get to replace him with, let's say, you know, week 10 comes around and I need two games for somebody else, I probably will have a replacement by then that I can plug in that will appear either off the waiver wire or some guy that I drafted late that I can put in for a couple weeks until I get Carlos Hyde back. Yeah. And so I'm okay with having that risk because I'm going to get a top 12 guy 
in terms of points per game as long as he's playing. Yeah, I agree. Fair enough. All right, so here, our decision is basically Abdullah, right? Like, I have no qualms about that if you want to go Abdullah here because he's Let's, a top 20 guy for me. Yeah, I, would, I, I, would, I would much rather go with the guy who's not sharing a backfield with AP. I know people like to mock AP and they think it's funny, but I – I personally think AP is going to outperform Ingram this year, so I would uh, I I would rather go with uh, yeah Abdullah here. That's that's bold, not crazy for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have him ranked back to back because I really don't know what the the hell to do with that situation. I don't, listen, he's he's just about done. He's just about finished. But I I don't I think he's going to rise to the occasion here. I don't I think he, he you know I think he's the kind of player that plays off of what people say. I think he knows people are doubting him. I think he's going to come out and do as good as he can in an offense with a quarterback who will probably throw close to 5,000 yards. Yep. After we picked Amir Abdullah, uh, the pick right after us, which I think is pretty decent value, and uh, Brandon Marshall. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> Boo. Let's, let's, let's start over. <laughs> I would have, if Brandon Marshall would have come around to the six, he would have been mine in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, and Emmanuel Sanders, LeGarrette Blunt, Mark Ingram. Uh, the fifth, I'm sorry, yeah, the fifth round finished up with Matt Ryan. Greg Olson was taken. Martavis Bryant was taken at 6-4, um, which, again, I think that's a pretty good pick. John Brown at 6-6, and we're picking at 6-7 now. Right. Um, I do want to mention, though, there's been a little bit of worry with Martavis Bryant because for some reason or another, he has still not yet been fully reinstated by the NFL. And I don't know if it's because the NFL is not happy with uh you know martavis bryant's rehab course um if something has gone on behind the scenes but for some reason he was even not able to complete his his practice on friday so it's just a little bit worrisome i don't think he's gonna miss any time but keep an eye out just you know stay tuned to twitter and all that and be there to react faster than other people if if anything stay tuned to esf yeah Absolutely. On Twitter, <laughs> you com. All right. So we are picking at 6-7 right now. Uh, remind everybody who our roster is right now, what our roster looks like. So right now our roster looks like Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen filling our three wide receiver spots. Our running backs are Carlos Hyde and Amir Abdullah, and we don't have anybody else on our team yet. Right. We don't need to really go in anymore in Amir Abdullah, right? We've talked about him a couple of times already. No, we do not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we are looking at guys. If we want to stack up on running backs because our running back situation is not um, foolproof, uh, there's Paul Perkins, Danny Woodhead, AP, Doug Martin. And I've, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Doug Martin is a perfect RB3 on your team. Um, yeah. And then we also have J- Jonathan Stewart available as far as wide rece- uh, running backs go. The so, wide the wide receiver jumping out to me is Jameson Crowder is still available right now, along with three. Willie Willie yep. Sneed and Kelvin Benjamin. Right. Yeah. Willie Sneed, I think even for me, this is a one round too early. For you, probably three rounds too early. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag two um, rounds too early. So I, I think uh we can get better value with someone else here. Larry Fitzgerald is an interesting guy to me here. Um, I don't know what to think about Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald for another year. You just worry about how bad Palmer was last year. Um, but Fitzgerald was consistent even through all that. And a lot of people are betting on John, John Brown taking a step forward this year. Um, he's been a little bit dinged up this offseason. Larry Fitzgerald could be a very good value here. I know that would be our fourth wide receiver. But if any of those other three were to fail we would have somebody that we could easily plug in and feel comfortable with, I think, for most of the season. Right. Um, that being said, I really like Bilal Powell here. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to say that. I, I actually like Powell here. I like Powell. Yeah. I like Martin. And, and and I like Crowder here. I'm a, if Fit, Fitzgerald worries me a little bit because he goes on these games where, I mean, it was, what was it, week, week one, week five, he had two touchdowns. He had a one touchdown in week two. After week five, he didn't have another touchdown until the last week of the season. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That's a bit of a drought for me. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it's 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 one of those guys like Brito. You were kind of saying this about Gore on the last podcast you guys did that like 
this he, the stats are there at the end of the season. Like he he ends up filling out, but it's so much agony throughout. It's right, which I think you may yeah. get that with Fitzgerald. Yeah, fair enough. He does have. I think he does have the potential to have some big games, which we saw two years ago uh, when he was uh, elite for especially the first half of the season. Um, He tends to slow down. That's his, that's his MO every year. So if he starts out hot again, maybe he's a guy that we would trade away or something like that. But for me, it's the choice is really three guys here. Um, I would be okay with any of the three. And those guys are Bilal Powell, Doug Martin, and Larry Fitzgerald. Doug Martin, like Dale mentioned, is a great RB3 with huge upside. Yeah, and that, the problem here, and I would I would say Doug Martin, if we had a little bit more reliable running backs. If I felt a little more comfortable, if we went a little bit earlier and got somebody, um, you know, like Melvin Gordon or something, I would, I would love Doug Martin as my third running back. That's not the case. I'd rather be a little safer. I do think Bilal Powell is safer, and I think James, I would take Jamison Crowder over Larry Fitzgerald. So I think the only okay. guy we agree on right now is Bilal Powell. Okay. And I'm okay. I actually I don't think Martin is as risky as some other people think. Um, I don't think he's going to lose his job. But no, it is but annoying no. that the, you the have question, to miss three games. <laughs> yeah, and the, the question yeah. mark is there regardless if, you know, the, there, he has a little mark next to his name. Okay. Bilal Powell, all the reports are this season – um, what's the beat reporter? Samini? Yeah. The the Jets uh-huh. beat reporter is already saying it now that he thinks it's going to be Bilal Powell from day one this season. And Matt Forte is already dinged up again. And he's 31 years old. He'll be 32 by the end of the season. Well, I was going to say, so. being being here in New York, you know, w- w- when you read a lot of the local stuff, it's, it's not great things coming out about Forte. So. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and hit draft on Powell because it seems like that's our so, okay consensus. Somebody's got to perform be... in that offense this year, right? Yep. After Bilal Powell was picked, Andrew Luck Ooh. went off the board in 6-8, uh, followed by Ooh. Kelvin Benjamin, Larry Fitzgerald, Frank Gore. Starting off in the seventh round, Willie Sneed was taken, Jameson Crowder in 7-3, which I think Ooh, is a good I pick. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Marcus Mariota in 7-4. I understand if, if you want to grab that middle of – middle of the uh, road quarterback. I like Marcus Mariota and uh, cream hunt, which I think is a little early. Yeah. Yeah. That that jumps out to me, but Uh, that's happening with all the rookie running backs. Like I like Leonard Fournette and I like Christian McCaffrey, but Fournette is now being ADP wise is, is a 10 or 11th on everybody's draft board. That's a little early for me. Christian McCaffrey is going inside the top 20 for everybody. Um, and we're talking about a standard league, and I think that's a little early. Yep. And then when you get a guy like Kareem Hunt, who I don't think is going to overtake the job from Spencer Ware, I think his production will actually be quite limited this season. Going in the you know the first half of the seventh round, that is way yeah. too early. Yep. Yeah, agreed. So our roster right now looks like Carlos Hyde, Amir Abdullah, and Bilal Powell, and then Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen. So we're pretty balanced right now, three and three. Uh, we are looking at players like Paul Perkins and Doug Martin. Uh, still on the fell. board. Mm. Uh, it's hard to ignore Doug Martin right here. Yeah, in the seventh As round. Our fourth <laughs> running back. The potential to have a a guy who, on a week to week basis, could be a top five running back. Yeah. In terms of points per game. Hell, even and say you, say just say top twelve. Even if he's top twelve or top fifteen, especially getting the, him this late. Right, and and especially the fact that we we've already gotten Powell. I mean now. Martin is, you know, because Dale was just saying how he's worried about taking Martin early, around earlier because of the question marks of running back that we already have. Now that we already have Powell, this is like the ultimate insurance policy in case one Absolutely. of those guys goes down. 100%. All right. So I I think we're all agreeing on Doug Martin here. 100%. Yep. All right. Uh, this Paul is Perkins a, this is a good value here, too. I just want to throw that I, out there. A lot of people might I take hate, Paul Perkins. I hate drafting giant running backs. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, that's fair. This is any the, consideration for a uh, quarterback or tight end because there's some pretty good guys on the board. Jimmy Graham is still on the board. Kirk Cousins on the board, or is the potential value of Doug Martin too enticing? Doug Martin, I think, is our best pick so far yeah. in the draft. I mean, I, I I do love me some Kirk Cousins, but yeah, this Doug Martin's enticing. So yeah, I do also love Kirk Cousins, but unfortunately, 
there was just a run at quarterback. Right after I selected Doug Martin, we saw Cam, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston all off the board. So pretty much most people's top 10 quarterbacks are all off the board, although Big Ben is still there as well as Derek Carr. Just want to point that out. Um, So for me, we can keep waiting at the quarterback position. At the tight end position, Graham, Eifert, and Rudolph all off the board. Uh, but there's still plenty of guys there. Um, I did want to mention somebody that I've been looking into, and I think we could wait on him still. But Eric Ebron is a very interesting guy to me. Can you guys tell me what you think about him quickly? I don't think he's interesting at all. <laughs> really? No. Nope. I mean, he played 13 games last year, which is okay. Only 61 receptions, 700 touchdowns, and 700 yards. And <laughs> 700 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Super Fuck. interesting guy. Scoop up now, goddammit. <laughs> One touchdown all season yep. on a pretty pass-happy offense, especially with mm-hmm. the problems they were having at running back last year. I don't see – I think there's 12 better tight ends than Eric Ebron. And he only had four okay. games where he was targeted eight times or more. I just – yeah, I don't – I'm not – I'm not down well, with that. That's people. a lot for a tight end. Yeah. Okay. So, but but, but in a pass up the offense, just like Dale was saying. Yeah. I'm gonna flip this the other way. Sure. Uh, Ebron was injured for the first three games, um, and then hobbled for a couple games after that, and that's where we saw the um, emergence of my boy last year, which I don't even want to talk about. But anyways, mm. um. Eric Ebron, second half of the season. Or let's just talk about a season in total. 61 catches. And Dale just mentioned only one touchdown. But you mentioned it as a huge negative, right? Yeah. Don't you think that number okay. looks a whole lot like what Mike Evans had a couple of years ago? Where you just, it doesn't seem right. There's way too many Look, catches there for those touchdowns yeah. not to... The- regress the other way around the problem is yeah normally you look at that you say look at the opportunity eric ebron was targeted the 14th most in tight end in the tight end position he had 85 in targets. 13 games yeah remember that cameron bright only played two extra games had less receptions and had eight touchdowns yes that's my that's my point eric ebron the year before with 14 less catches had four more touchdowns I there's there I don't see how you can get 61 catches in 13 games and repeat with that one touchdown. Like that's a six, seven, eight touchdown number that for some reason is an a, an extreme anomaly to me. So the more I, I looked into it, I'm like, man, 61 catches, 711 yards in 13 games. If you give Eric Ebron a full season and that pass happy offense, like that's 850 yards and eight touchdowns. You're not convincing me. I get your point. It's not okay. It's not convincing me. Yeah. Right. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair point. I'm, I mean, I'm add, out of those tight ends, the, uh, if if yeah. if we were looking at tight ends, I mean, I would I would like Zach Ertz being the third most targeted tight end last year. But okay. Yeah. But I also think we can probably wait another round on that. Yeah. So, uh, interesting uh, position here because on the board are both Danny Woodhead and Terrence West, which Dale and Armando have uh, talked about quite a bit. But we're talking about a standard league here. Um, Danny Woodhead's still on the board in the standard league. Not sure how you guys feel about him. In the wide receiver portion, we're wide receiver portion of things. We've got Tyrell Williams, Devontae Parker, Cameron Meredith, Kenny Britt. Guys like that are still on the board. Anybody? Jump out here at those positions. Two two guys really for me. Don't sleep on Cameron Meredith. I understand, you know, he's not, you know, a top tier receiver, but he is there he's gonna be their number one on a on a team that is going to pass a lot. Um yep. yep. Another guy the other guy that jumps out to me is Jonathan Stewart. Um, you know, he had a huge success rate uh inside the five yard line last year. I think he has a really good shot to score. Um, I know Christian McCaffrey is going to take a little bit of that away from him. Like you mentioned, I think last podcast, Brito, you, you believe Christian McCaffrey is going to get a lot more passing than rushing. That means it's going to be the Jonathan Stewart show still maybe, and especially inside the goal, you know, inside the five. So I like either Jonathan Stewart or Cameron Meredith are both jumping out to me. Okay. Uh, for me, it's Stanley Woodhead, even though this is a standard league, I like him. 
Uh, but I also like Terrence West, so not sure what to do there. And I think I, I like Jacquez Rogers on the thought of, hey, we get him for the first three games, and if he does overtake Doug Martin, whatever, I have Jacquez Rogers yeah. for the whole season or Doug Martin for the whole season. And then I just have Tampa Bay running back. I secure that position for a you know later pick. But I think we can wait on Jacquez Rogers and get him a round or two later. I believe so. Um, so for me right here, the pick is either Danny Woodhead – or a guy like Meredith or Britt. Yeah, I think so. I think we we invested the last couple of rounds on running backs and with some solid picks too. But I yeah, so with me with that in mind, I, I would go Meredith here because yeah, just like Dale was saying, he is going to be the number one receiver. He is going to be on an offense that will be forced to pass quite a bit because they'll be down a lot. So I for me, it would be Meredith here if it was. I mean, he wouldn't even be on the board at this point, but if we were talking about half point or full point uh, point per reception, obviously Woodhead would be the guy, but I would go Meredith here. Okay. Uh, were you all in agreement then? Yep. Sure. Okay. Let's go with Cameron Meredith. I, I would have loved if we could have gotten guys that went just before them, like Jeremy Macklin or Pierre Garçon. Absolutely. Um, I think we missed out, but we did get Doug Martin, so I'm pretty happy about that. So uh, if this was my team, I know it's it's a little running back heavy, but I would have gone Danny Woodhead. But let's go ahead and select Cameron Meredith. Works for me. After Cameron Meredith was selected, uh, another tight end, Delaney Walker, went in the end of the eighth, along with Jonathan Stewart. In the beginning of the ninth, uh, Devontae Parker, uh, Hunter Henry, Danny Woodhead, Randall Cobb. So it looks like Terrence West is still available. Um, thoughts? Um, Terrence West is still available. Uh, that is interesting. That is very interesting. But I think I'd rather have Jacquez Rogers here and just kind of secure Tampa Bay running back on our bench. Yeah, we have, um, we have four more bench spots, by the way. Four more bench spots. And then on the ne- on the comeback round, we try to get a quarterback, in my opinion. Tenth round, we'll, we'll, we'll place it either on Derek Carr, Big Ben, uh, or Phillip Rivers. I think we get any of those three guys yep, on the comeback and feel okay and not start to wait where people start drafting their backups and all that craziness. Yep. Okay. Are you okay with are you okay with taking um with taking Jacquez Rogers here over Terrence West? If if we didn't have Doug Martin, I would say no, but because we have Doug Martin, why not go ahead and grab the handcuff that's going to start the first two games? I just think, yeah, it's three games. Three games, sorry. You, three games, you yes. have him there. If anything happens to Abdullah or anything happens to Carlos Hyde, you have Tampa Bay running back. Yeah. And then if for some reason or another Rodgers were to secure that job, which I don't think will happen, but you have the guy that's going to be the Tampa Bay offense running back, and I think that offense is going to be improved this year, and they were already pretty damn good last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm good with it. I'm overruling you here because you made me take. I Cameron agree with Meredith. you. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't have freaking Brandon Marshall on my team, so I'm happy about that. Hey, so it our is, roster, man. just to remind everybody: uh, Carlos Hyde, Amir Abdullah, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Bilal Powell, Doug Martin, Cam Meredith. Can we call him Cam Meredith, or do we have to keep saying Cameron? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's Cam Cam Newton. Yeah, Jack was Rogers. Jack. Was. All right. Jacking it. Uh, all right. So all the quarterbacks that you mentioned earlier are still available. Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, and Tyrod Taylor are still available. Okay. So, but also available on the other side, on this tight end side right here, are Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, and Cameron Braid, Kobe Fleener. Um, although I would rather have Ebron, Doyle, and Braid uh, above anybody else in that tier. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's some tight ends. I think we could even wait another round, but I would not feel comfortable waiting one more round on a guy that I really wanted the quarterback position, which is big Ben this year. Well, we got Ooh. big Ben our last mock read Can my mind switch it up a little bit. And well, get no. Rivers? well, I mean, we're trying to draft the best team possible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think overruled, overruled. big Ben. <laughs> do it up. I like Phillip Rivers here <laughs> a little bit better. I think that's it. You like Philip Rivers more than big no. Ben. I do. I do not. For the season? I do. Wow. Oh, man. I smell an eat bet, even though you guys do about 5,000 5, per episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, the, the problem is it's a season-long bet, and 
I believe Big Ben will probably miss a couple games. All right, so why don't we do an e-bet with the stipulation based upon if Roethlisberger mixes, misses X amount of games, then you throw it out. Look, Big Ben— You're okay with if Big Ben misses more than two games? Because I'll so do even if it's e-bet. 14, even if it's 14, then Big Ben versus, you know, uh, Philip Rivers, 16 games. But if it's more than fourteen game, uh, less than fourteen games for Big Ben, we throw it out. Yeah, okay. and, same and, thing. And, and, and Brito, you said you were doing too many eat bets, so it's, so if you want, I'll I'll take this. I oh, know I like this one. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I, I want to. Well, see I went in on it too. Then. Okay. All right. So two v one eat bet here. Mike and myself are taking Ben Roethlisberger uh, with at least fourteen games being played by either quarterback. I'll give you that, Jail. Yeah, sure. Okay. So. Um, and then versus Philip Rivers on the Dale side. Yeah. But we're taking Big Ben right now. I, I, I do want to point out that Philip Rivers and Big Ben are almost identical as far as uh, points per game in a per-game basis. So it, neither one of them are really that far off. Right. I, I, I like Philip Rivers as a yeah. top-12 quarterback as yeah, well. Of course. And we're talking about the second half of the 10th round here um, where a lot of these guys already went. And keep in mind, if you're playing in a league where people tend to draft quarterbacks later— you could probably get Big Ben even later than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just be aware of what's going on around you. I think if we had waited a couple more rounds and people start taking their backups, then we end up with like fucking Eli Manning as our starter, which some people like, but I don't. Nope. Right. Um, so I, I like Big Ben. E- Eli Manning is the oh shit pick. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I'm okay. I'm literally okay with everyone all the way through to Andy Dalton. Yeah, Once enough. you hit Eli Manning, I don't feel good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's when you're you're waiting and you don't realize that people are taking backup quarterbacks. <laughs> you know? And then you look back at the board. That's the oh darn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, um, after that pick, there was a bunch of backup running backs that went, but um, Duke Johnson went at the back of the tenth round. Mm. I really like him there. Enough. Okay, just wanted to say that. <laughs> You guys have any interest with Latavius Murray at the back of the tenth round? No. At the back of the tenth. Back of the tenth round. I just, I'm not. All right, my whole deal. I'm not going to own Murray at all. I thought the worst thing Murray could have done was leave that offensive line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That he had yeah. in Oakland. Right I mean, he went to a worse offensive line in yeah. Minnesota, and I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be kind of just doing a lot of goal line duty there. I think Dalvin Cook is going to. <laughs> duty, duty, exactly, and 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 it's going to be a duty season if if you're a fantasy owner. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we need a quote for that. <laughs> That's it. Do it. Put it on a t-shirt. That's an Instagram pick. It's going to be a duty season. Oh, I will. I will get on that right after this. But yeah, I just yeah, I I see him being a guy. He's probably going to give you six, seven touchdowns, but he's not going to give you a lot of yards. I just I don't know. I'm I'm not going to yeah. own him. Yeah, I I don't like him in particular, but the back of the tenth, if you need. To fill up your bench with some running backs, the back of the tenth isn't yeah. isn't a bad time to get it's, it's not a bad time. I'm just not going to do it. But no, but it's 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 not a bad time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to steal so this from here, you, Brito. I'm going to tell you. I'm okay. going to talk about it really quick because I know exactly what you're going to say. We have some good tight ends left, mm-hmm. but I see a wide receiver that has way more value here in the eleventh round. Oh God. <laughs> oh, here we go. I get to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, so you can pick 10 gin, but I can't get fucking Duke Johnson? <laughs> Screw you, Dale. Uh, yeah, so Ted Ginn is available here in the middle of the 11th round. Um, I'm not going to talk about how well he's going to do or how much of a value pick he is right here. But- Dale, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to stop you there, okay? okay? okay. Eric Ebron. Finished eighth in receiving yards, played only 13 games, and only had one touchdown. Yeah. Like, he's climbing my ranks. After we finish this, he's going to be a top eight tight end for me. Wow. Okay. He, there's no way he can Here's, be outside of He finished eighth in receiving yards with one touchdown. I understand. Look, if you do, what, what we're doing I here. I got the same argument with Mike Evans last year, and you were in on this. Yeah. I don't get why you're not in on it with the Ebron I'm, I'm ta- I'll tell you right now, because the difference between Ebron, Jack Doyle, and Cameron Brait are not that far apart as compared to— Oh, man. I really wish you had said a different name. Say a different name <laughs> besides Jack Doyle and Cameron Brait, two guys that I really like. But yeah. say a different name. Uh, th- say th- a different name th- there. All three, all three of those guys are looking good. Uh, C.J. Fedorowicz, even. 
Stop saying guys I like. Pick a name of a guy that maybe is already off the board. I named that I will... four tight ends. I named four tight ends, and they will be available next round. I can guarantee it. Look, That's fine. Let's look at the available wide receivers. I'm sorry. Ted Ginn, Brashard Perriman, Sterling Shepard, Robert Woods, Kevin White, Kenny... It's a no-brainer here. I'm sorry. Ted Ginn is far away from any of these wide receivers available by a mile. Okay. The only thing that does intrigue me just a tad is if, I mean, again, I, I, I guess we'll talk about this later, but the whole Dolphins quarterback situation, if it's if, if it's Matt Moore, I mean, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he, he took quite a shine to Kenny Stills, no? He did. Yeah, so, I mean, I do – that's someone to keep an eye on there if it ends up being Matt Moore. Um, but, yeah, uh, sorry, Brito. I would go Ted Ginn here. Oh, God. We, we need to make, at some point, an Eric Ebron bet because I'm we going to did. update my rankings. What's the bet? What's the Eric Ebron bet? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, well, yeah, we were talking about – For me, it's, it's not even about – Because I'm actually passionate about this one. I like, tell. I believe in Eric Ebron out of nowhere. Should we just okay. let him get Ebron to make him happy? Right right now, I have him at nine, and I am moving him up in my rankings to number seven. So how I, many, okay, look. So how here's many touchdowns here. do you have him, have him rejected at? Like, uh, give me his stats. I have him for 808. Touchdowns? Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's, uh, here, okay, look. Here's a, here's a bet for you, Brito. The difference between Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle is going to be, I don't know how to quantify this, way less than uh, Ted Ginn versus Brashard Perriman. Eight touchdowns, huh? I don't like Brashard Perriman. I think Ted Ginn's great value here. Well, we're drafting based on value, aren't we? I think Eric Ebron at the back of the 11th round it's good. is fantastic. But you know what's even what's, – what's a word that's better than fantastic? Because that's what Ted Ginn would be at this play, at this point. Phenomenal. Nine, I mean, I like he's guaranteed to get 85 to 90 targets. Mike, is your vote, Ted Ginn? I, 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 I get to be the uh, deal breaker here? Oh, you yeah, already picked him. Well, I was going <laughs> to pick Ebron I to make you up. happy. But shit, look. Oh, oh, yes. Ebron came back. Okay, we're going Ebron, we right? All the way back. Just, just, just give it to him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took Ted Ginn. Yeah. I was gonna um, give you Ebron there. I was gonna side with you. Just, just it was gonna be more of a sympathy vote, but I was gonna give him the. Oh, okay. Well, the reason I went ahead and took Ted Ginn is because I'm also very confident in Jack Doyle and Cameron Bray, like Dale was speaking yeah, of, was, yeah. and I think he made a good point. I would rather have Ted Ginn there than Brashard Perriman and the group of guys behind him, right. and I could probably get a tight end that I liked if Ebron went off the board, and that was very sound logic, and you convinced me on that, Dale. Okay. Now. Ebron came back to us, so screw you. I'm, I'm, taking I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting uh, – we need a backup quarterback here. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I already took Ebron. <laughs> so we got we, – um, we uh, Yeah, go ahead and recap everything just happened. Uh, we went ahead and took Ted Ginn, everything after that. Yeah, Ted Ginn, and we got Eric Ebron to fill up our tight end spot. So we have Ben Roethlisberger, Carlos Hyde, Amir Abdullah, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen – Again, Eric Ebron, Bilal Powell. And on our bench, we have Doug Martin, Cameron Meredith, Joquiz Rogers, and Ted Ginn. Uh, we have two more I bench love spots. I our bench. I really like our bench. Yeah, the bench is solid. We yeah. have two more bench spots, a defense, and a kicker. All right. <clears throat> um, I want to talk about a couple of the guys that went off the board, if you want to recap that there, Dale. Yep. Uh, after we picked um, Ted Ginn, let's see, Jamal Williams came off the board. Uh the Broncos' defense finally left off the board. Tyler Lockett. Uh, let's see, who else? Nobody's really jumping out at me. Mm -hmm. uh, Zay Jones, the rookie uh, wide receiver out of Buffalo, was picked at 12-4. And then we picked Eric Ebron. John Ross, the rookie uh, out of uh, Cincinnati, was picked right after Eric Ebron. And uh, that's all that's really happening this round, <laughs> those couple rounds. Mm -hmm. Kenny Stills and Marquise Marquise Lee is still available. Um, both jump out here to me. Okay. Um, as far as running backs, I mean, 
Yeah, there's some crap. Holy on the board shit! Right now. <laughs> I'm looking at Ryan Matthews, Jarek McKinnon, um, yeah, Derek McFadden. Yeah, let's let's Rex just Burkhead. let's just shift back over to those wide receivers, shall we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple guys that I I like late uh, as we get to the end of drafts. If it's my last yeah. couple picks, and they're number 68 off the board here, which is Taylor Gabriel. Yep. Number 82 in the consensus rankings, which is Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson. Those are a couple guys that I like at this position. And I know that Armando has a guy here that I don't mind either, which is Tavon Austin. I'm I'm, I'm actually a bit of a fan of Tavon myself as well. Yeah. So those are just guys that I I wanted to mention because you can get them so late in drafts. Usually your very last pick, you can get one of those guys right before your kicker or your defense. Yeah. And I think they're all useful yeah when i first started playing fantasy football these late rounds bored me to death right because i was like okay I, all the star players are gone and now it's like i live for these last couple yeah. bench spots like i love <laughs> not your daughter but <laughs> <laughs> well, not your second. daughter you live for that Jarek mckinnon pick <laughs> she's second though she's she, she's a close second right she's, she's like a close a second <laughs> yeah. i mean kenny stills is just um but paul richardson we had a live draft in dallas Brito got drunk and drafted Paul Richardson. <laughs> I dove pretty deep in on him, and I've I've started falling falling for him a little bit, especially the second to last or last pick of a draft to fill up your bench. Uh, average eight points a game the last four games of the season last year. I like Paul Richardson too as a very okay. late pick. I like that as our last pick. I think we can wait and get either Taylor Gabriel, Tavon Austin, or Paul Richardson as our last pick. I do want to th- say maybe we secure up. Our running back position, I know it's annoying to have two handcuffs on one roster, but when we did a lot of boom-bust type of guys and we have Carlos Hyde already on our team, for me, the clear handcuff to Carlos Hyde is not a guy who already went in Joe Williams, but a guy who's still on the board in Tim Hightower. You guys like him at all? A little bit. Like him? Uh, I mean, not enough to take him here, but I do like him. He has a shot. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. He has a shot. Okay. I think that should Carlos go down, Carlos Hyde go down, I'm just on a first-name basis with Carlos now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, the guy that will have all the running back duty. Duty. Huh? See what I did yep, there? Very good. You guys like that? Would be, uh, would be Hightower. Yeah. So, I don't know. Way, I don't want to um, dominate this pick here. You guys, I'll let, you know what? I'm gonna take a step back. I already told you about the guys that I liked. Right. You guys pick. Well, I'm 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 just gonna selfishly point out this is completely off the topic of our mock draft, but uh, I'm all about Trent Taylor and in dynasty leagues, he's been making phenomenal catches all week. So just FYI, if you're doing dynasty, just grab him late and then thank me later. Okay. FYI. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at some wide receivers. I like Kenny Stills or Marquise Lee. One of those two would be my picks. I would go Kenny Stills here if it were me. Okay. Oh, boy. So you're telling me if we take Stills, then we can't get either Hightower or one of those three wide receivers then? We can't or we can? We can't because we only have two bench spots. Yeah, get Kenny Stills and we get whoever's left of that. Oh, man. All right. Just because you guys gave me Ebron. (laughs) So after Kenny Stills. Oh, you didn't. Oh. After Kenny All right, Stills. So after pick. Kenny Stills yep. was uh Gio Bernard, Derek Carr, Tyrod Taylor, and Phillip Rivers to round out the thirteenth round with <clears throat> Taylor Gabriel going at the back of that. Then they start the fourteenth, Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis, Jack Doyle finally goes in the fourteenth round, which is cool. Um, and then, you know, not really much player much to note there with Booker, Turbin, and Fleener finishing out sure. the so, first half of the fourteenth round. So let's uh let's go ahead and pick our last bench spot. Which is, I, I, there's three guys on the board. You guys, uh, for me, I, I really don't care who. I like them all. Tim Hightower and Paul Richardson lead that group for me, along with Tavon Austin. If, yeah, that's the other guy. I say let's roll the dice on Tavon Austin. I do like Paul Richardson, and I think Tim Hightower is uh, pretty decent. But we do already have one handcuff on our bench, and I don't, I don't know if I want an insurance policy on another guy. Yeah, I would, I would, I would roll the dice on Tavon, but I, but I do think that Richardson is definitely, he's definitely an interesting guy to keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye out on for this year. 
I, I, I would rather go with Tim Hightower. Just it mitigates a little bit of the risk that we took at the beginning of our draft. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just kind of solidifies, okay, if anything were to happen to Carlos Hyde, we got hit a Hightower. If anything happens to Amir Abdullah, we can plug in Doug Martin or Jacquez Rogers, depending on who's starting. We got Bilal Power in our flex. Should we need him? Um, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll I want to flip a coin. Mike? I mean. Wait, so you say Austin, Dale? That's your pick? Yeah. I'm on Hightower, Mike, tiebreaker. I mean, I'm just here to drink beer and make some wisecracks, but you know what? Since I'm a 49er guy, I'm going to go Hightower. Nice. I, I want to be against about. it. I, there you I'm go, Brito. All right. So that rounds up our starting team. We still need a kicker and a defense. Yeah, don't, yeah, be, don't forget about the kicker. Kickers matter, damn it. <laughs> Kickers matter. Yeah. Um, Wade wants to make a T-shirt out of that. I think it's offensive. But okay. Anyways, um, so our defense is available. Uh, Panthers, Jags, Rams. Uh, man, some crap defense. Steelers is very sneaky. I'm telling you. I'm just gonna I point that out now. Like, I'm just gonna tell you now. I think the Rams have a good defense, but they're just they're so hampered by having to always be on the field. Yeah. Same. Same with the Jags. I, I would go Panthers here as our defense. I like the Panthers. Or we can go ahead and take a good kicker first and no. then just get whatever's Boom. left from no. the defense. Take that good kicker. <laughs> no. Listen, damn it. I, I, there's I no, sh- I no kickers are taken. I should get a pick here. Yeah. Maybe Goska. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Your pick, Mike. Yeah, Dale. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Goskowski <laughs> uh, here. Yeah. Do it. There we go. Lock it up. Yeah. Over Matt Bryant, though. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Goskowski has been taken. Which, by the way. Mike. You guys Mike can always, is our, yeah, I was going to say, I, I am the resident kicker writer, so you can head to the draft kit and check out some kicker info. Because it is go. there. That's, he's not kidding. That's legitimately part of the draft I've, kit. I've volunteered like a schmuck two years in a row. Not once, but twice. <laughs> volunteered. All right. And now we are left picking a defense. Some, go ahead, Dale. Pick a defense. Uh, any money, money, mo. Let's see. Said that wrong. So it's a good strategy. Anybody out there listening, rewind 15 seconds and listen to Dale <laughs> try to say "eeny meeny miny mo." Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Ravens, maybe. All right, we're going with the Ravens defense. I would have. All right, I would have gone Steelers there, but save, whatever. Save this please for Mike. Mike is going to yes. Um, recap the entire draft with his thoughts and opinions, and tell everybody how stupid he, we are. Nah, not All right, I will save this for Mike. But to recap our team, our quarterback, like every other mock, is Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> our running backs are Carlos Hyde and Amir Abdullah as our starting running backs. With Odell Beckham, T.Y. Houghton, and Keenan Allen as our starting wide receivers, the strength of our team is in those three. Our tight end is Eric Ebron. Our flex is Bilal Powell. Defense and kicker are the Ravens and Steven Goskowski. Mm-hmm. Our bench, another strength of our team, in my opinion, Doug Martin, paired with Jacquez Rogers, Cameron Meredith, Ted Ginn, Kenny Stills, and Tim Hightower to round out those final picks. I like this team. I, I like, like this team a lot, like even though it got a very poor grade never, on Fantasy Never Pros. pay attention to that grade that they give you. Just just draft the way you want to draft. Mock the way you want to mock. Be happy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and It's and, mocking us. Though. And don't let that grade deter you. I had my, I'm trying to get my girlfriend in. To fantasy football so i'm doing a co-ed league this year nice so i bring up the mock draft so i say all right you know i was like just just spitball here you know just pick some names she gets an a so <laughs> of course first time around uh, you know all right well uh again check out our facebook page uh just search eat sleep fantasy on twitter we are at eat sleep ff mike you can follow all his gifts and fantasy uh goodness at the ff realist uh, we appreciate Mike coming on again. And if you guys want to chat at the Listener League, give us a review. And don't forget about DraftPartyUSA.com. Brito, do you have anything to add? All right. So now the time has come to go ahead and give away our contest here, our Jeremy Hill autographed football. Um, so we're going to go ahead and do that right now. We've got 112 entries into that contest. So if you missed out on that, 
you know, could have done better. All you had to do was like our Facebook page and our Facebook profile and the picture of the contest. But here we go. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and place these names into the pool. A hundred and twelve of them. Okay. And have the computer give me a number. So it's going to be the 34th person on our list. All right. So that person here is Mr. Sean Martinez out of California. Sean Martinez. So, Sean, we're going to go ahead and... and uh, and message you now that you won the Jeremy Hill autographed football. And um, hopefully you give us your information and we'll be sending that to you. Thanks. Well, our Twitter handles, which we haven't been given out right. uh, consistently enough. So Dale is Dale is at Dale underscore fantasy. That's what it is. Mine is at C burrito fantasy. Um, and then last but not least, if for some reason, you know, you like Amazon, like I do, and I'm addicted to it for some reason. Um, go ahead and visit eatsleyfantasy.com and shop through there. That's all you have to do. Yep. You click on the link; it goes to the Amazon page normally. But uh, we're uh, we're now on the affiliates for them, so yeah, it'll help us out a lot. And it doesn't cost you anything. You just go on and yep. just shop like normal. For shop like normal for Christian Brito and Mike Hoff. I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. Later, suckers. Eric Ebron. Fantasy,